from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen, this that undisputed, yeah, we're here to shock the system. This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights. This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite. Weekly battles, rating shattered, this a revolution. This is change to what the game is used to doing. This is all about that dark and light contrast. Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. I'm Mike De Niro. I'm joined here by G-Rock. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to remind everybody to go on and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Also, go on Instagram, follow us at Fight for Wednesday Night. For the number, not F-O-R. Welcome to the show. So De Niro, I want to jump right into AEW. And this week, I felt like it wasn't as bad as last week's. I feel like it was better. But there was still many things I wanted to discuss. So many things I saw that could have been tweaked or could have been done a little bit better. All right, so start it off. What, <clears throat> what you have in mind? Well, before before I jump into critiquing, I will say one thing. is The way they started out this week with Moxley, and of course it's a squash match, right? And before he, he, he goes on to a promo. Yeah. And we were talking about how it seems like every time... They're cutting promos. They got to do a little squash match before, and I absolutely fucking hate the squash matches when they're meaningless like that. Mm -hmm. But it was weird because I felt like that in the beginning of the show, and just to point it out that Mox's uh, opponent in that squash match was Alex of the Alex Reynolds, yeah, yeah, of the Beaver Boys. And later on in the show, we see that vignette with the of the Dark Order, but it's with Alex Reynolds and the way they lure him in. Is because of his losing. Of yeah. Late. Do you want to stay a jobber? It, it did tie in. It tied well, in. So it, it tied in. Yeah. So you know what? Kudos to them. That one flew right over my head. You know, every time they were doing these squash matches, like we've been complaining about, I didn't understand it. You know, I didn't understand why they felt the need to do this. I mean, and, and in all fairness, they weren't always doing Alex Reynolds. But if I'm not mistaken, I think the last two, I think with Mox and I think even Cody might have been. But whatever. I mean, no, no, no. It, it wasn't Alex Reynolds. Okay. Well, Cody was against some. Uh, Guy Whatever somebody else had, I forgot who it was. I don't keep track of my squash It was the same. It was the same. Uh, what's it called? It was the same concept of squash match to lead to a promo. And we've been saying how like that's not needed. Just do the damn promo. But I mean, in this in in this point, it actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so it would tied into a story. And I thought it was interesting because that's kind of what you I think mentioned. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast or if you mentioned it off the podcast, but I remember you saying how it would be cool if the Dark Order 
was able to like add people add, to yeah, yeah like add actual wrestlers though not yeah, like, just yeah people on the roster actually start buying into what they're selling basically yeah yeah it's almost kind of creating a uh, a faction I suppose yeah but uh, a cult well yeah that, that would be better suited uh, here's the thing so the next the next match we had was the butcher the blade and uh, you know the obviously bunny. with with the bunny and you had Cody and QT Marshall Marshall. And this match was was okay, in my opinion. It was good for what it was, but from the jump, I didn't like it. Just because really? this whole infusing the story of of the butcher and the blade with uh, what's his name MJF, yeah, and saying as if like he hired them. I, I don't know. I felt like that was like a bit of a reach. And then on top of that, they got to pick Cody's partner, and when the match is all said and done, it was just a regular match. And yeah, but in I don't understand. Opinion, I, I'm sorry, I just didn't understand. I want to make. I want to finish my point. I didn't understand why they picked QT Marshall. Why couldn't they just have that Cody picked his partner and he ends up picking QT Marshall? Well, if, if they, I, I don't know. For me, I guess it set it set me up for expectations to think that something was going to come of it. Well, the story was it. The story was that they picked QT Marshall because QT Marshall was a jobber in past weeks. So I was like, hey, you don't really even have a partner. Your partner is going to be a guy that's like easily defeated. So you don't have the opportunity to go team up with a Kenny Omega or a form or another uh, elite member. So I think that that worked out. It, it did make sense. Like if they had the choice to pick somebody, of course, they're going to pick a jobber. I really did like this match a lot. And the reason I being, like the match, I, yeah. I, like I said, I thought it was good for, for, for what it was. I think the story of this match was beyond the Cody versus MJF and the um, Butcher and the Blade. I think the story of this match was QT Marshall because in the beginning of the match, they were chanting Cody's partner. At the end of the match, they were chanting QT Marshall. And I've been seeing this guy since Ring of Honor back in the day and never did he get his name chanted. He yeah. made himself a star on that one night. And you know what? I'm actually interested in another QT Marshall match because he showed what he could do. And he made believers out of the crowd. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal about that. It's, it wasn't clean. It wasn't clean by any stretch of the imagination. But he made kudos believers to out him. Of the crowd. Kudos to him because at least he tried. And I remember seeing him in Ring of Honor and he was just generic, very bland. Yeah. And, you know, with this new wave of wrestling, I mean, his style easily is going to get pushed aside. You so, know yeah, I mean? it looked like he had to modernize his style. Yeah, you know, either adapt or die. And, and at least with that match... He adapted, and it wasn't the cleanest, and, you know, it wasn't the best, but it was entertaining. At least that yeah. much. It was a very entertaining match. And I, I'm a real big fan of this tag team, the Butcher and the Blade. I think that yeah, they're a too. breath of fresh air when it comes to that tag team division. They are really good, and I really like the Butcher, because he brings a different style, a different stature and body, and it's something that's different in AEW. And, and I actually like the pairing of, of uh, the Bunny. It, she kind of sticks out it's very different uh you know these two guys are kind of grotesque and and evil looking and then here's this you know beautiful you know quote-unquote bunny yeah uh so i like the contrast i think i think it's cool um and people who follow like or who actually know like the lives of these people ali is married to braxton stutter who plays the blade yeah the butcher and the blade were a tag team in the chicago indie scene for a while after uh braxton stutter left impact and I think this is the first time that Ali has been added to that uh, tangent. And to be honest, I think it works. Nice. I feel, there, like, you, I feel like you just schooled me right There's now. great chemistry, obviously, between Ali and uh, the Blade because they're well, a couple. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, 
I think I think it was cool, and I, I like this I like this this partnership, this team, but I didn't like the ending of this match, and I mean after the match, where Darby Allen comes out, and I love Darby, and I think he's you know going to be a big star for them, and I just felt like it was really weird because he comes all the way out to literally extend his hand to Cody to pick him up. Yeah, I mean I understand the symbolization of it, but. Like, really? That's the way you guys go about it? Really? That's well, a creative... That's well, the most creative thing you got for Here's us? the thing. Once again, it, it's just like what happened last week with MJF explaining the Butcher and the Blade on a promo on YouTube. Because you had this, and people were very confused, but then they explain it well on YouTube. Because Cody cuts a promo saying how he has no friends and no one has his back because everyone that has his back are preoccupied with other things. So Darby Allen is saying, hey, I will be your partner and I will go to war with you, but you owe me a rematch from our Fight for the Fallen. No, it was a Fighter Fest match where we went to a draw. That was explained in YouTube, but not explained on TV where the most viewers are watching. I think that these uh, YouTube videos that really are the glue to these storylines, they need to be shown on TV. All right. I'm, I was going to go down that rabbit hole, and that's exactly what it is, because I could, I could say a lot about that, the, the disconnect between television and internet. All right, I know we live in a, in a different age today, and it's mm-hmm. not the 90s, and, and you know there's other platforms, but there is obviously a huge disconnect. So I'm just going to leave those at that, because I'm going to go off that some other time. But with this particular story, I understand that, and I get it, and I think that's cool. Like, if they want to go that route to, make, to, to bring them into this, fine, but again... I have a problem with that. The optics. Him comes out. He he comes out and he bumps. I forgot one of them from. I, I don't know if it was if it was a butcher that that he bumps coming down the ramp. They don't do anything and he just beelines straight to Cody and just extends his hand, lifts him up, and then yeah. like that was it was. There's just other like, ways to go about things because now you make the butcher and, and the blade look weak because you just had them just. You see, and and this is something else I could go off of a huge tangent, but I won't. Is again the simple things. That they could do, but they choose to be different, and I feel like it, it lessens the product. And this is a, a prime example because I understand, you know, that they're trying to be different from WWE, but what works works. Yeah. And for this, it could have been so simple as you know the Butcher and the Blade, obviously hired by MJF. You know, you could even tie even further if you want to tie in Ali and and to Brandy, but they're not going that route. They attack Cody right after. They have, enough, they have or enough. Or MJF comes out reason. and joins them, so they're outnumbered. Yeah, so they need somebody else. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go that route, but I feel like they have enough, you know, uh, reason to to go that route. And then you have Darby be the hero and 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 come out to save yeah. Cody. And then you show like come out swinging his skateboard, clear yeah, house. Yeah. You know, that would have been cool. That would have been a better optic. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, because no one's going to believe that Darby Allen's going to scare off the butcher and the blade. He of could course. come out swing, uh, swinging his skateboard, and they were like, "All right, yeah. we're out." And then you could just play it off like that. Boom. I, but, I think it's that, it's that simple. It's but that we're simple not booking. Book. Apparently not. Yeah. I think after that, I don't have many complaints on this show. I believe that the rest of the show was really good. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. 
starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I like that they announced that a pay-per-view is coming in February. Yeah. I don't like the fact that in Chicago, again, I was hoping for a New York show. But I understand that it's in conjunctions with, um, I believe it's uh, South by Southwest or one of those conventions. See, whatever. But that's cool. Um, yeah. Basically, the wrestling on the show was good. All right. So I will bring up something. So we had the match with Big Swole and Emi Sakura. And I have so many problems. One is first off with Emmy. Like, I am just sick of her getting so much time on the Dynamite shows. More than other women. And I don't don't see it. I just don't see it. There's a lot of talented women. Yeah. Like I said, I think think her her capabilities, I think it's fair. I don't think she's great. I don't think she's bad. But I think she's, she's okay in the ring. And the character is so unoriginal. And it's, it's just... To me, it's, I don't know. I I just don't like it. It's just distasteful, in my opinion, and it's just I don't like it. It's it's just there's no creativity, and the fans are not connecting with it either. And I don't understand why she gets so much time. I don't know. Do they owe her money? I I don't get it. Like, but not just that, but they're giving like extra time to these matches. And with Big Swole, she's an uh, an up and coming or uh, up and comer, and you know I would keep it kind of relatively short. Short. And these things, I feel like when you drag them out, you kind of expose it exactly. a little too much. And here's the thing. If you kept this short, you would have time to show a Darby Allen promo or a Cody promo explaining what just happened instead of putting that on YouTube because there's no more time on the show. I, did, I didn't even think about that, but you're completely right. Yeah, like the video of Cody and Alex Marvez interviewing him, it was only like 30 seconds. You could have fit that in the show. Like, come on, because you wanted to have another Emmy Sakura match that overstayed its welcome? Well, I will say this. It seems like almost every week when we make a complaint, we end up seeing those changes on the, the following show. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, Cody. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. I think I think between him and Brandy, I think in general, I think they listen to D-fans. I think they Yeah, that, that's a fans. fact. And they did mention that they do. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I just think... Uh, apparently, I, I feel like our opinions are probably common of other people's opinions yeah. that are making it known on, on we're, we're not that cocky saying that they listen to us yeah no no but i just want to no, make that out they do like, listen to the fans out. and they do acknowledge that they listen to the fans and want the fans to give them their criticisms so i have a criticism right here you put that that segment of cody and darby right what comes right after that segment 
MJF's promo. MJF's promo about Cody. Enticing him and going off. And to the point where MJF gets so excited that he ends up giving uh, a match to Cody, right? After he said he won't, he won't, won't wrestle with him. That didn't last long. Come on. That didn't last long. Could have stretched that out. The fact that the timing of this, the pacing of this was horrible, horrible. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like it took me a little bit for me to get into MJF's promo and actually hear what he was saying. Cause I'm thinking in my mind, how easy this was to just put it later on in the night and instead, you put it right after. Right Once again, after. the pacing of the show, the segments and where they put the segments are not always in the best placement. I mean, it's 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 kind of simple, though. Like, I mean, I think you would think, okay, well, hey, Cody's match. You may not want to do the MJF promo that he's about to do with Cody right after. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, to me, it, it could have been just so simple of moving it. And it just made it look so bad. It made it look so fake. Like, I'm thinking, like, the guy was out. He took his time. He was on the floor, Cody. You know, Darby has all the time to come out and, and you know, extend a hand. MJF, you felt so strongly about him. You had your chance. Or, Cody, how far have you gone? Because MJF is in the ring. You know what I mean? Like You guys didn't cross path in Gorilla? Exactly. Like, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> come on, you're making yeah. this look really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just, and that's the thing with them. Like, I feel like the nucleus, I think, is really good. But there's so many little things that could be done. I feel like... I don't know, somebody that's been a professional at that, you know, maybe it's former WWE production that understands these things a little There's bit a few better. Of them. There's a few of them there. Uh, you know, that's the acquisition I'm looking for. I think most fans are looking for, you know, the big name wrestler, either indie or, or, or somebody that's that's grunting on the WWE roster who's looking to get out of the contract. No, I'm looking at somebody that, that has more experience or that can fill some of these minor mistakes yeah. that they make. For as much crap as people give Kevin Dunn of the WWE... Which is the head producer. Yeah, yeah, I know Kevin Dunn It would be... It would just be amazing if he was in AEW with that talent and with the minds that are there. If you had a master producer to put it all together, AEW would be the complete show. Yeah, I think so. And that's the thing. I feel... That's what makes it exciting for me, though, is we're watching the growth. I mean, when you really look at it in in a broad spectrum, I think I covered this, you know, on the last podcast, like, it's still so new and I think you know we have to be a little bit easier on that. That there's going to be a lot of kinks, but I think at some point they can get there. I think they can really fill the shoes of what WCW was. Yeah. So you know what? When you say that, let's get into the good of the show. Kip Sabian and Shane Spears. Oh, Shane Spears. Sean Spears, Sean Spears. versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And there was a subtle story being told with Hangman not wanting to shake the hand of Kenny Omega. Yes. Like he's really starting to branch off of the uh, elite and. Big shout out to Nick Jackson for putting on the performance he did in that main event while battling the flu. Well, real quick, I, I just wanted to, to point out with uh, Spears and Sabian, it also seems like there that might be a, a tag team moving forward. It seemed like commentary, that seems like what they were well, kind of yeah, mentioning. They, they said that um, Tully Blanchard is looking for a good tag team partner for Sean Spears. I don't know if this is going to become a series of matches where Sean Spears has different partners or... You're going to say that, and then he just found his first partner yeah, the first match. I, but it doesn't matter to me about whose partner is. I, just, I think it might be a good idea to partner up with somebody because, I don't know, with him, I expected more, and he's been really dull. This whole chairman yeah. thing is lame. Yeah, that entrance, man. Yeah, like, I really don't like that entrance. It's just awkward and, and weird, yeah. and I don't, I, I don't know. But yeah, that main event, 
Nick Jackson, I didn't know until afterwards. Matt Jackson said Nick Jackson won't say it, but I'll say it. He was sick with the flu and on the floor of the locker room before the match. And then during the match, he's climbing up to the Tron or the entranceway, doing a flip, and just going off in the match. To be honest, I think he was the MVP of that match for all the things that he pulled out, and we didn't even know that he was battling the flu. Yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't have... I've known that. I, On I that alone, tell. my wrestler of the week, my performance <laughs> of the week. That is just amazing. Hats off to Nick Jackson. Yeah, I, I think that match, it, it was a, it was a really great match to end this show with. And for the most part, with AEW, like, like I've mentioned before, we've, we've said they usually start the show off pretty hot and they usually end it pretty hot. And those are the things that I've enjoyed most about their shows mm-hmm. and at least the format that they structured. And... This was, you know, was one of those where exactly. the, the street fight was, was great. You know, Santana and Ortiz, and they did their thing. And, and they, you know, these two teams, they put on hell of performance every single time. And so, I just always enjoy watching them perform. Exactly. So if you are saying AEW is a sandwich, you have whatever you have in the middle. But at least it's in the pretzel bun because you have a great top and a great bottom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's just it's or, that middle part yeah. that there's the little things that they just, I feel like they fumble it a bit. But, uh, I mean, usually... With the matches that they start out with, and usually their main events are are usually money. And and I even want to point out that I even like this Jurassic Express inner circle thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the it's uh, a nice little sub feud. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's what I said is that you know we jump so quickly about oh they're gonna get to blow off Moxley and, and Jericho. Mm-hmm. And no, it's it's gonna be some time. It looks like they may push that to February. What if Moxley joins the inner circle? We've got to talk about that. Oh, yeah, Jericho yeah, offered Moxley about, a spot in the inner circle. That. Telling him the truth of what really happened. When Moxley left WWE, he called Jericho. Jericho told him, come to AEW. He was the bridge that made that happen. And now he's saying, join us. Yeah, I mean, that would be the first... First of all, that would be the biggest swerve if he does. Because yeah. I, I cannot see that happening. I cannot see it happening. But And I think most people can't. But hey, you know what? AEW is already known to try to do things differently. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really can't see it. But who the hell knows? But I also like that fourth wall, the breaking of that fourth wall of, of, of more realism in their promos and in their shows. Uh, and with that being said, I think that carries us over to NXT because NXT starts their show with Adam Cole in the production room. That and was something different. That was it. very different. And I thought, I was thinking about that and I was like, I, I don't ever remember seeing something like this or even starting a show. Yeah, we've seen wrestlers invade the production room like the yeah, NWO, not DX starting, did it. not starting off. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like that was because of AEW and what they say and what they do and the fact that they're like, we're not like the other show and I will come up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and then NXT showing, you don't even know what we're going to do. Like, how are you different? We're different. We're the ones who are actually doing things that are like totally out there that no one even thought about until we see it. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. 
Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Because I never, come on, who's the one who brought that up? Who, who's the one who like says, hey, Adam Cole, start off the show with a promo. Actually cutting off the recap of last week and then cuts through a promo of him in the production truck. Yeah. Whoever thought of that it was a mastermind. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I, thought, really I thought it was a great way to start the show. I... And in ring action to start the show, a really good way was Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. And we really, we battered that match oh when they God. had their first bout. Oh. But for everything that that match wasn't, this match this was. was the match. This was a great title match. Yes. Like you mentioned, this was a match that I was expecting when they first collided. And, you know, it fell short. But this was the match. And, and the story that they told... I mean, obviously, I feel like after seeing the entire match, it, it seemed a little, you know, well-rehearsed. But I don't care. It, it made for a great match. It, it told a story. Leo Rush came at Angel Garza. Oh, he brought the aggression. Yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't even wait for the bell to ring. He came right at, at him. And he had that fire. And it was, it was you know, aggressive and sloppy. And it, it kind of told that story of like, mm-hmm. this is just real anger, This is going to be emotion. a fight. This is going it to be a, a hockey fight. match. You know? Yeah, exactly. And to me, I don't know. I felt like when he got slapped in front of everybody, that match, you know, the that next match, been, that should have yeah. been the fire that I was looking for. But mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, it was a little bit late. But nonetheless, this was a, a phenomenal match. And I, I wasn't sure, but it did seem like there might have been almost like a little bit of a, a double, double, turn? double turn. Yeah, we were talking about that because... Yeah, both... Leo was, was uh, doing a little bit heelish. I mean, starting off attacking Garza, you know... And then Garza kind of uh, playing into the crowd about the pants thing and, and Leo kind of cutting that off. I mean, that's kind of like mm-hmm. a heel type yeah. of thing. It was interesting to me. So I don't know. But at the end of the day, it ends with Garza winning the Cruiserweight title, which I think is awesome. Well deserved. I, it, exactly. I think it's deserved. And uh, I, I mean, that was a phenomenal way to start the show. It really was. Um, do you want to talk about what happened during the break? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was a nice moment that should have never been shown on TV. Yeah, it was that all moment that you just leave for the crowd. Yeah. Like you just enjoy it when you're there. This kills the character of. of yeah, he's like a I mean, it doesn't kill. It doesn't like, kill. Excuse me. I don't want to go that far. I don't say kill no, it, no, but no. yeah, it but does he, damper the he, character. He's, he's like a playboy. Like he even had like lipstick on his. Yeah, yeah. Unless that was his. No, fiancés. No, I, I don't know. But, it don't matter. Yeah, but the image that he's portraying. You know what I mean? Like, Next what if you saw Shawn, Shawn Michaels? Michaels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like in '94. You know, yeah. after fucking WrestleMania 10, get down on his knee. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. just. I don't know if Shawn Michaels' career ends up the same. Yeah, I, I agree. Know. It was a little. It weird. was a nice moment. I don't. I'm not opposed to him proposing to his girlfriend in the ring. No, no, but not at all. It just. I am opposed show. to it being shown on TV because unless they're trying to change the character, unless they're trying to make people like him more. I don't know. But I don't think mm. it was needed. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that that was exactly what you said. I don't think it was needed. 
not to go into like, oh, this happened and this happened, but after yeah. that was a Shayna Baszler promo, and I love this promo, like about her muscle car and how she's just different. It really made me like Shayna Baszler even more than I liked her now. Yeah, I mean, in, in movie writing, they usually like to add scenes that that shows you who this character is. Yeah. And that was that vignette. It was not directed towards anybody. It was just, who is Shayna Baszler? And I think this is something I've been saying to you off the podcast that I would like to see from AEW uh, with some of these guys that they're trying to build into future stars like a Darby Allen, like a, a Joey Janela, mm-hmm. uh, like an MJF, um, you know, even even uh, Sammy G. Like I feel like giving a little bit of these vignettes of who who they are, day in their life, you know, or, or something that kind of builds into their character, yeah. it gets them more involved with 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 the viewers with yeah, the audience yeah you become emotionally attached exactly it gets you more invested thank you like mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was trying to point out and I, I like that and I also like how when she's talking they do like that UFC in the booth uh, yeah. you know the so. ultimate fighter style yeah I, I, I thought it was a nice little touch yeah, and I even like Balor's promo, too. Lately, we've been seeing Balor cutting promos on the show where he recaps what he's doing. And we've seen that again this week leading into the main event. And I liked it. Balor definitely could talk. And I think that the mic needs to be in his hands more. And I think he's cutting a better promo now that he's a heel than when he was a babyface. Yeah, I like the side of Balor. I, I, and, I mean, who he is and that, that sort of character. And, I mean, the way he looks. like It just it fits. And that, and, that, and that leads me to to something I wanted to mention is that when Balor came back to NXT, he was a little different. And I appreciate that. He doesn't take it for granted. And if we know if we if you notice in his latest like promos and vignettes, he's referred to himself as Prince. Mm-hmm. And I think that's almost alluding to not just his past, but also to who he is now. The, yeah. And he's a little bit different. It's not the same. It's not the same Finn Balor that you knew on on the on the main roster. That's why I love when he says, "My future is my past." Yeah. Because it's not just oh, I'm back in NXT and I used to be in NXT and I used to be champion. The whole Prince thing that was the past of when he was running crazy in New Japan as Prince Devitt, and the Bullet Club was like the biggest heel faction in the company mm. and in the world. So by him saying that, it's multi layered. It's not just NXT, but it's even further back than that. Yeah, and, and and most of his NXT run, you know, he's a face, and so now he's come back, he's a heel. Mm-hmm. His whole WWE run since being hired, NXT and yeah. WWE, I don't remember True. him being yeah. a heel. Yeah, so uh, yeah, now think about it. Yeah, yeah, this is his first run as a as a heel, and so he puts a little bit spin, uh, you know, just makes it a little bit different, and I appreciate that. You know, guys that evolve, it just shows that you appreciate where you are. You don't you don't just settle like on your name value. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep working, and that's the thing with Jericho. Yeah, all through his career. He's changed. He's added layers. He's changed his finishing moves. He's changed his, his uh, just his attire, his gimmicks, exactly. everything. And can I say that that's exactly how Balor thinks because he was on Corey Graves' podcast and Corey Graves even said, when are we going to see a reuniting with the club, the OC? And he said, that's easy. He said, what's harder is to do what I'm doing now, doing something, something different, new. doing something new. Yeah. Instead of just saying, Oh, you know we were all together as a team in Japan. Let's just do that. Let's rehash what we did in Japan. Yeah. So to me, it just shows that Balor appreciates his business enough to keep working hard and not, you know, not settle. And so, you know, kudos to him. And uh, you know, this show was was a solid show. Uh, and one thing I want to point out was that Mia Yim Dakota Kai match. 
Yeah. And talk about bringing the aggression. Yeah. Yim yeah. always does. And I mean that that spot where she what was I think it was a power bomb through this fucking table. No. What, what was it? I, it was something crazy. It was crazy, and you see her head smack off that second table. And mm-hmm. I mean, they showed that replay like four times, and I I watched Each very time closely. It more cringeworthy. Very closely, I watched, and yeah, I'm I almost positive her head smacked on that table, and you know. Oh, it did. That it it did. was it was insane. It was insane, and and I like this story of, of with Dakota Kai, but something you brought up, it, it's just unfortunate because she brings out that knee brace, and it's just unfortunate that she needs that a knee she brace. needs yeah. a knee brace as well. So. It, if you don't know, if you're a first exactly. time viewer, you're like, what? She just took one does, off. Does she <laughs> have two and she shows that, hey, I'm only going to use one for this yeah, match. I don't, you know, that's the only thing. But I don't know. I, I like I like this story and I like these matches. I mean, like I said, she can she can wrestle. Yeah. So I I, I like where they're going with, with, with that. Um, Want to get into the main event? Because yeah. that was one hell of a match. Lee, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, they brought the fire. Yeah, I mean, this was the number one contendership. So there's meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Three, three of the maybe top guys, you know, three of uh, the best, and it was a hell of a match. And and I I liked the way the finish was. Like Lee has been strong, and I was I was confused at where they're gonna go here. I thought it was gonna be either Lee or Champa. Yeah, me too. I thought Finn was going to go off into another story that was like a top story, but not the title yet. Yeah, exactly. Because he's a heel, and Adam Cole is a heel. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. you're going to a heel versus heel match, but. Yeah, I mean, Tommaso yeah, Ciampa... They threw a curveball. Tommaso Ciampa, after War Games, deserves a title shot. And Keith Lee, after Survivor Series, deserves a title shot. Yeah, that, that's And neither of them won. Neither, <laughs> which is cool. It is cool. Yeah. And I, I will say, it is really cool because it keeps that suspense. Mm-hmm. Keeps you, know? you on your toes because you never know. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, too, is I, I felt a lot with Raw and SmackDown, it tends to get very predictable. You know, like they keep the same format and this, they kind of recycle stories. They just, you know, change the pieces. And so you sort of know what's going to come if you've been a fan, you know, as long as we have. And I appreciate when you can surprise me. And this match was a surprise. And the way they went about it was phenomenal. With Balor with the with that coup de gras. I mean, the it was perfectly, perfectly yeah. timed. It didn't look like Keith Lee was waiting. It was insane. Yeah. His timing was impeccable. I, I, I've seen I've seen spots like that happen before where the guy doesn't go for the pin right away because he knows he's like waiting there waiting to get hit. But as soon as I think it was a power bomb that he hit, that yeah, if I'm Ballard not mistaken, hit the coup de gras right after. Yeah, because he was uh, uh, Lee was sitting up, and the second yeah. his chest is up, he's Boom. come crashing yeah. down. Perfect timing. Probably took the probably took the breath right out, out of Lee. I am extremely excited for uh, <laughs> for Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. That match is going to be really awesome. I seen the match that they had before Balor came, well, before either of them came to the WWE. I believe it was in Progress or in Rev Pro in the UK, and that was the one where Finn Balor dressed up like Bane, mm-hmm. and he fought Adam Cole, and it was a hell of a match. Well, I really enjoyed I'll say this that right match. Now. You were so excited, you were stumbling all over your words yeah, trying I know. to get it all out. So real weekend. But you know what? You're right. Like no, this, yeah. is, this is going. They to have be... good chemistry. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And 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 you know what's cool is that. You know, the last, I guess, segment we see with Cole and, and Balor, you know, he's doing that, uh, like, upside-down soccer kick. I don't know the proper name for that kick. I gotta, yeah, I gotta find out. Pele. Um, I don't know. That's what AJ called it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But either way, it, it, you know, he always hits it on the money. Right. And, the yeah, and, and I don't know. I, I I like where this is going. I, I think that it's going to lead to a really big match, and I think they're going to they're gonna give us what we're expecting. So do I. So, De Niro, I think it's safe to say that we both agree that NXT was a better show. Yeah. Correct? 
Of course. So now this has been a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I'm rooting hard for AEW. I want them to fix those kinks. So am I. Um, I feel like NXT right now is on good momentum. Uh, their structure of their shows has been working for them. They've been putting out solid shows. What do you think about this week's ratings? I was honestly shocked that it was a tie. When I saw AEW and NXT ties on week 11, I was like, wait a minute. Was it a rounded up? or No, it was a, a dead tie. And it's surprising because what that shows me is there's not a divide in the crowd as much as people think. I mean, there, I mean, there is a divide in the crowd. It's not a combined watch where they are battling for the same crowd. It shows that the same amount of people that watched AEW watched NXT. So that combined number is actually a pretty good number of wrestling fans watching wrestling on a Wednesday night. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I can't figure it out personally. Because every time we think that, okay, one show is a little weaker a couple of weeks, the other show is stronger, and then we see the numbers don't show that. Then we see the other show got stronger, this show was weaker, and the numbers still don't dictate that. And they go up and down and around, and I don't understand it. I really don't understand people's logic of, of, the, of watching it. I really don't know. Well, it's... More than what the number is when they show it. You have to really break it down into demographics because on a weekly basis, even when NXT was winning two weeks in a row, AEW was still winning at the 18 to 49 male demographic. Hmm. NXT flourishes in the under 18 and over 50 demographic. So it's a lot of like breaking things down. It's not just the number that we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in... If you think about it, when NXT was winning, AEW was winning in the demographic that they're shooting for. They're a more edgy product. They want the people who are more mature. You know, so... Mike, you're adding science to this. <laughs> yeah, so for everybody who just sees that rating, there's more to meets the eye. It's not just that number that we see. And then you have to also think about the... I think they call it the plus seven number, where it takes into account DVR... And replays throughout the week. Okay. So it's a lot more than what we see there. So everyone who sees that number on Thursday, they're not seeing the full picture. But still, the number that we see on Thursday was a tie. Yeah. I'm which just, was I'm baffling. Just, I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised. Because, I mean, lately I feel like NXT's been having a stronger show. And they've been a little bit more consistent with their shows. And when is that going to show in the numbers? Yeah. I mean, I, I know they've won, you know, that those two weeks. Um, which, I, which I think that they should have, and then they lost, which I thought was weird because an AEW had a really weak show. So, yeah. I honestly, I don't, I don't know, I really don't know. But maybe, I, maybe we're putting too much into the ratings. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I've said it since, since the beginning. I thought it was going to be a, about even. I, I didn't know we were going to be dead even, but I thought we were going to be close. And I still, I still believe, that. I still believe moving forward, you know, every week is up for grabs, and you know, it could just be by a thousand and. You know, NXT may win or AEW may win, but I think we are going to see more closer competition. I, I think so, too. I think this is going to be a indicator of what's to come. We are going to see neck and neck and not just a hundred thousand more than the other show. You, well, know? you know what? I, I will say this. I think, what is this, week 11 for AEW, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Right? 13 for, for NXT with the uh, TV time. Uh, I will say this. I think moving forward, if AEW figures this out, 
the little things that we've been mentioning on a week-to-week basis. I think they right? can run away with it. I think they will run away with it. And that's the thing. And I think when they do, when they start, if they, if they, I'm playing fucking Nostradamus over here, looking far into the future, but I think that if they start blowing away NXT for a long while, and they start winning, I mean, months, I, I think it's almost inevitable that they get pushed to a so more head-to-head on, on, on Monday. I agree. But you know what? That's very far... In the future, if if that, there's a lot of hurdles to be jumped. But like I said, if they get that right acquisition in production and management, I think they can they can we do can some see a big whole things. War. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we will be doing the fight on Monday night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk about next week's podcast. We're going to be dropping the episode next week on Monday night because Tuesday night where we usually drop. Well, Tuesday morning is where we drop. It's going to be Christmas Eve, so we're going to be respectful of everybody spending time with their families and enjoying the holidays. We're going to drop the day before. We're podcasters of the people. So with that being said, we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for listening. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.